With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome and thank you for downloading episode 140 of the Golf Unfiltered podcast. We've made it to 140, folks. I'm your host, Adam, from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at GolfUnfiltered, and you can send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. Folks, we, today we have a fun episode with Mr. Evan Singer, one-third of the trio that hosts The Par Train, a new golf podcast that you can download on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can follow Evan and the folks over at The Par Train on Twitter, at The Par Train. Imagine that. Evan and I talk a lot about what got him started with podcasting, as well as how the par train kind of differentiates itself from a highly saturated golf podcast network and competition. Let's just call it what it is. He and I uh, talk a lot about not only his goals for the show, but also highlight some of his more memorable moments for his first year as a podcaster with the par train. He's had some great guests out there. I love listening to it. These guys take a comical look at what's going on in current events on the PGA Tour, but also they're golfers just like you and me. They enjoy talking about the game and they do it from a nice, youthful, comical viewpoint. And so you're going to enjoy this conversation a lot. At least I hope you do. I know I did having it with Evan. And before we get into the episode, folks, again, I just want to say Thank you for everyone's support throughout 2017. I continue to get emails and tweets, a few DMs too, thank you, <laughs> um, uh, just expressing some of the gratitude that they uh, to me about putting this episode out as well as uh, some well wishes for me and my family. Again, I really do appreciate that, folks. You guys, uh, you guys make this very, very fun um, to do. I will continue to do it in 2018. I want to give a quick shout out to all my friends over there at THP Radio. Uh, and the Hackers Paradise Forums. Look forward to helping uh, out our friends over there at THP in 2018 once again. I also want to wish all of our listeners and readers of the site a very, very safe holiday season. Hope you have a great new year. Looking forward to doing this once again next year. But until then, sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with the PAR Train's Evan Singer. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Golf and Filtered Podcast. As I mentioned in the intro, I am happy to welcome on a fellow podcaster. Always looking for new golf and podcasts that are a lot of fun, certainly ones that make you laugh. And Mr. Evan Singer is here from the new podcast called The Par Train. He is a co-host on there. Evan, what a great night. And finally, we had the opportunity to uh, get you on the call here after my stupid computer went through a Microsoft update. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad we could finally do this, Adam. Thanks for uh, having me on. Absolutely, and I'm glad that uh, you and I were able to connect. As I mentioned, I love the new podcast, The Par Train. You are a co-host, and who's the name of the uh, the other gentleman that you uh, host with? So we've got Matt, Stratton, and myself, Evan. We call him Serm, Strat, and Ev is basically what we say on the show. Nice, and you guys do a great job of kind of 
you know, going through not only the current events in golf, but also you guys obviously love the game. You talk a lot about statistics, which we'll, I'm sure, get to in a little bit later on in our conversation. But before we get too deep into things, Evan, for the folks who might not know who you are, why don't you give us a little background about how you got involved in the game of golf and how ultimately you decided to start a podcast? Yeah, for sure. So clearly, as as I'm sure you know from listening to the show, we're real serious journalists. You know? <laughs> uh, we do serious journalism. No, but um, yeah, so I'm from St. Louis originally. I'm a Midwest guy, now live in L.A. And uh, I'm a class A golf nut like I'm sure you and a lot of uh, your listeners. It's just something that I am always following. I play every week, um, a five handicap. And uh, my good buddy from Chicago, uh, Matt Cermak, played in college at Missouri State. And uh, we just started talking about, every time we were talking, we realized that we were talking about golf. And it was just these hilarious segments, almost naturally, just by the way that we were talking about the game and we realized that nobody really is doing anything that is super funny, engaging, creative out of the box. Everybody tends to uh, preview the next event, recap the next event and talk about what everybody already saw on TV. So we're like, all right, well, let's let's do something that makes people laugh and talks about the tour. Right. And ask people questions that you and your friends want to know. Right. Like, how does it feel when someone sees a million dollars in their bank account? Right. Like, what are the stories that you and your buddies on tour don't want anybody to know? So we kind of started out there. And then my buddy uh, Stratton, who I work with in Los Angeles, was the first guy besides Cermak that I ever met that was as big of a golf nut as I was. So uh, and as you know, the guy is a hilarious guy. He used to tour as a musician and um pretty creative funny guy so the three of us kind of came together and like let's create something that feels like we're in the basement of our house drinking beer and um making jokes and coming up with funny segments to talk about the tour and that's what we did well you guys are doing a great job so far and i know that you're still pretty early in uh your podcast career but you've got quite a few episodes out there already and listeners uh hearing this for the first time and hearing about you for the first time evan you know, why don't you just give a quick rundown of some of the names that you've already had on your uh, your fledgling uh, podcast? Yeah, for sure. So our our one of our most recent episodes was an awesome, probably one of the best hours of the year uh, for me and and Matt personally. Strat couldn't join, but uh, we had Kevin Chapel on uh, for a full hour, and uh, Matt and I joked. We're like, you know, even if this. Uh, Nobody's listened to the podcast, you know, after a few years, we're still able to ask Kevin Chapel anything we want and, and joke around and be idiots for an hour, which is a pretty cool thing. So that was awesome to get Chap on. He's, he's the man. Uh, we had Jason Sobel from ESPN. Um, we had Michael Fabiano from NFL network, who's a fantasy analyst, mm -hmm. which is where I used to work. And, um, we, he's really good friends with Jim Nance. So we had some fun golf plus NFL talk there. And then, uh, Ali Horovitz, if you guys haven't bought his book, An American Caddy at St. Andrews, highly recommend it, especially the holidays. Makes a great gift or on your list. Uh, the guy is what we call the most interesting caddy in the world. Uh, he foregone going to Harvard and caddied at St. Andrews for a summer. And he had stories on our podcast about caddying for Larry David. He got stopped by Bill Clinton's um, uh, 
what do you call it? Secret um, service. Or? Secret service. Yeah, it's that beer. You know, it, it cuts <laughs> off my uh, my brain sometimes. I know um, it will. And uh, secrets about St. Andrews golf in Iceland. Like the guy, the guy is super interesting. And then even Michael Johnson, who a lot of people probably don't know, is on the Web.com tour, former All American at Auburn, and he's good buddies with JT and Smiley and all those guys. And he just had the best stories, as I'm sure you know. Um, from listening to some of our episodes, like the stories on web.com are probably a lot better than the PGA, right? With guys coming up. So Absolutely. he told us stories about how caddies help them pick up girls during rounds. And <laughs> we asked him how Schneider Jans's hair, if it's real or who's his wig guy. Like we, we had a lot of fun. So yeah, looking back, it was actually kind of funny. I just looked cause I knew we were talking today. I looked back at all the episodes we did this year and, uh, we had a lot of fun. It's it's been a lot of fun to listen, and I've not had the chance to get through all of them, but I definitely want to get through all the great guests that you've had. And, and Evan, you know, it's funny, you and I were talking a little bit before we got going here, and one of the things that people might not understand uh, how podcasts work, you know, you and I, obviously, you're, you're in L.A., I'm near Chicago, we're not in the same room, hopefully things sound okay, but what's really unique about you guys is that you said you've got three co-hosts, or total, and all of you are remote, and so... It's it's yeah. there's a lot of things that have to happen correctly in order for a podcast episode to get started. And has that been a a uh, have you had to adjust not only your schedules to make this work because you're you're talking about across time zones? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's funny you ask because Strat's got a two and a half year old named Soren and he's the man. Mm-hmm. But you know you got to put that little guy down. So um, as we're doing, I know it's later for you. But Cermak uh, usually has to do late nights or sometimes Strat and I wake up super early before work and um, through the day before the day job and then Cermak um, right before. So, yeah, for sure, man, it's it it takes a lot of coordination just to properly collaborate on, like, what are the funny ideas we really want to do? Right. Right. Um, We're balancing jobs, families and and everything as we're doing this passion project. And um you know, not going to lie, sometimes I step out from that day job and I want to work on this uh, all the time and you got to hustle on the side. But uh, yeah, it's been good. But sometimes definitely being in the same room would uh, make it a little bit easier. You'll get there too. And and I'm sure you'll have those face-to-face interviews. They're, they're a good time and they definitely give you that extra skill set that, you know, uh, let's just be honest here. I mean, you and I, we don't do this for a living. It's something that we aspire to do a little bit more of. Uh, you and I both have day jobs. Listeners to this show know that quite well about me. And, you know, one of the things I noticed about the par train is that you've got this great podcast that's set up. You've got, you know, everything that you need. you got the Twitter handle, at the par train. Go out and follow them, folks. But you also kind of took a step away from the blogging element of it where you're really just focusing in on the podcast, which is so, a model that I'm trying to emulate as well. What was the decision to kind of go and focus most on the audio element and not so much the other things that countless other sites are doing. Well, I, uh, I, tr- I launched a, um, a fantasy football social platform years ago, um, as a side job. And one of the things I learned was you can't do everything. Mm. And uh, a lot of times you end up doing everything mediocre instead of one thing really well. So, uh, everything with what we were doing, leading up to creating the podcast was about banter, having fun, 
creating comedy and jokes and that is easiest to do through the spoken word obviously so i will say though that after the chapel episode that was the first time that i did create a blog just to have mm-hmm. um because uh stratton's actually a really good writer and and i've written in the past as well so at some point we might dabble with that but at the very least if we get uh, a really interesting episode i might transcribe it so that someone can read the Q&A as well, which is what we did with Chapel at thepartrain.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, we might start doing more of it, but we definitely want to we want to make people laugh. Right. That's first and foremost. So we'll we'll continue leading with the audio, but you never know what's going to happen. One of the things that I hear a lot about my show and I've even thought of others is just how saturated the golf podcast space has become. And there's, it seems like everyone's got one. You know, you talk about, you know, you got the guys over at No Laying Up. You got the guys over at Barstool. You got, you know, our friends over at the Golf News Net, so on and so on. And plus, not to mention, those are just the independent people. You've also got Sports Illustrated, Golf Channel, Golf Magazine, all of these other larger entities putting out podcasts themselves. Any thoughts from your perspective and your guys over there at the par train about how to stay afloat in this sea of podcast options? Yeah, it's a great question. And honestly, a lot of them, a lot of these podcasts are not great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to throw it out there. Like the, the barstool guys, I love barstool as much as anyone, but uh, you can tell when a podcast puts a lot of time into prepping uh, an episode that is really thinks through what people want to hear, thinks through questions that aren't the standard question, right? Like you see the golf media after, if you watch a press conference at any tour event, you're probably going to hear the same exact questions every time, right? And what I've noticed in the saturated world is a lot of times these are things in addition to someone's job. And even someone that works in golf, you can tell doesn't spend as much time building the rundown and what people actually want to hear. Because if you listen to every podcast throughout the week, which I do because I have an hour commute each way in lovely Los Angeles, mm. uh, almost every podcast talks about the same stuff. Right. Right. It's, it's previewing an event and you've got some fantasy ones out there that do uh, a little bit more unique focused on, on the gaming side. But, uh, and then the recap is, about the event that you saw on TV, right? So then it all comes down to, does someone have a unique perspective or did someone get a unique interview, right? So the way we think about it is like, what can we ask that nobody's asking? How can we, how can we blend regular sports with golf, pop culture with golf and have a good time and make people laugh while also giving people a unique perspective and something interesting, Right. Like even the Tiger episode, which was absurd. Mm -hmm. And the title was five reasons why Tiger is the new Bitcoin, which I loved. (laughs) Like we had a lot of fun in that episode, but we also went through all of these stats about Tiger's career that you probably didn't know. Right. So whether or not whether you're a golf nut like we all are and you just want something to learn to talk to your buddies about or have a greater appreciation for arguably the best player that ever lived, you're also going to laugh in between. And that's the blend that we try and have. It's a blend that you're doing quite well. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about 
these episodes that you've done. And I don't want to spoil, you know, spoiler alert to any of you folks out there who are going to go down, <laughs> go out and download all the episodes. There's 22 of them for the par train and more are coming, I'm sure. But let's just talk yeah. about some of the highlights that you guys have gone through. And you mentioned a few, Evan, at the top of this conversation. And I have to ask you, I mean, the stats that you threw out about Tiger Woods, let's let's start there. At, and, and just an incredible episode. I was laughing the entire time. I was actually cooking dinner listening to the episode and damn near sliced a finger off <laughs> wife comes home looks at me and says what are you what are you cackling like a hyena for and i'm like you got to listen to this and so she we actually got her to listen to that too but let's talk about some of those did she things. laugh she did laugh and rolled her okay. eyes at me but i think she also cried a little bit knowing she stuck with me but yeah at sure. any rate let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you put out there what, what are some of the stats just a couple that you found about tiger woods that perhaps i mean we've heard everything about Tiger Woods. What are some of the things that you guys found? So here's here's a fun one. So Woods was credited with 40 career wins on the European tour. Mm-hmm. And that's third most all time. Which is obscene. And, and I should caveat that he's obviously never played a full season on the European tour. <laughs> so what we joked about on the episode was, you know, maybe he's with uh, a mistress per se or, you know, Elon or his wife. Uh, and he says, hey, you want to fly over to Paris just for fun? And she's like, sure. And then he gets a call and says, hey, we'll pay you a million dollars to go play in this event, an appearance fee. And he's like, sure. Yeah, I need the extra cash for the trip anyways. And he goes and he wins it. Mm. Third most all time. He's never even played a full season on tour. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, and you know, we're a judge-free zone here, folks. If Tiger's going to do whatever he needs to do to, uh, to win a tournament, I mean, come on. He's going to do that. So what's, uh, what's another fun stat about Tiger? Another fun one was from 02 to 05, Woods had 1,540 putts from three feet and in on the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. and he missed three of them. <laughs> I remember that one, and just that may have been where I lost it. And that was just <laughs> yeah. complete, utter, like, what? That's insane. Yep. Incredible. He has also missed 15 cuts on tour. As a pro, that one I actually knew, and it's it doesn't make it any less incredible. That that one is something I don't think will ever be broken uh, for his longevity as well. And the guy's still going. I mean, yeah, he's yep. he's only playing in no cut events at least right now. But uh, hopefully next year that changes. I also want to talk a little bit about you have an award show, which is something that we haven't done at Golf Unfiltered. But the name of the award show, I had to do a double take, and we joked about it before we started recording, but the Trainee Awards. Uh, what was the thought process behind having an award show? Well, we wanted to do something fun uh, to celebrate the year. And, uh, you know, did we wear tuxes when we were recording? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but it was an excuse to act like... Uh, jimmy fallon or jimmy kimmel for a night mm-hmm. so we had some lovely intro music to start get people in the award show frame of mind and then you know i feel like i don't know i heard this from a few people might be the new espies oh i don't know oh. i don't know but you know my brother's an employee at espn they're having some troubles right now so we figured we'd step in and we would help out the golf fan out there because let's be honest here's another thing when we were talking about what was the reason to start a golf podcast for the golf nuts out there, mainstream sports news is a tough, tough thing to watch, mm. right? Like 
you are only seeing golf on SportsCenter if you still watch SportsCenter. Uh, if Tiger's in the lead, Tiger's back, whatever, or Spieth or Rory are winning, mm-hmm. right? Maybe Ricky. So you're either watching the Golf Channel all the time or you're not really getting anything new from the golf standpoint. So we thought that uh, we'd create our own uh, award show. You know, that's actually a really good point you bring up, Evan, and not to get too serious real quick, but do you feel that the lack of coverage like you just described is contributing to this this thought that golf is not as popular as it once was? I mean, we've got more talented characters uh, in the names that you mentioned than ever before, in my opinion, but you're right. We don't see it covered as much anymore. Do you, do you blame the media for that? Are we going to blame the media tonight, Evan? Wow, I didn't expect that I would say to blame the media. I'll say this. I feel like it's as popular as ever. Uh, maybe it's because I'm too close to it. But uh, there's definitely – I'm not going to lie. Like it needs – the game needs a singular draw, hmm. right? But I tell you what, on that note, like 2018 is going to be freaking unreal. Like if you combine this – and I'm actually starting to think about it because I, um, I do a pool – uh, a fantasy golf pool all year where you get like $18 million to spend and every player has a value and you pick your team and mm-hmm. you have it full year. And, and this league has like Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. I don't even know how I got in it, but there's like 300 people in this pool with like X ball players. Wow. And Tiger Woods is 1.5 million, which is pretty low. Mm-hmm. And I picked him last year for the same value and he obviously got me. So I'm, I'm starting to think about like, 2018 it's all about tiger just being able to play tournament to tournament but if you imagine if he stays healthy all year and i feel like spieth had the best possible successful year that he could ever have because he won his major right which is a big success from his standpoint but he could have won six times yeah like he he won only 470,000 less than justin thomas in earnings so you think about that and the fact that his one of his best buddies is having a career year like it almost helps him uh, remain hungry. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Ricky had a great year, too. So, like, imagine all your buddies are like winning millions of dollars and all playing at a really high level. And then Tiger Woods is back. Right. Like that. That is going to be some really exciting stuff. And ironically enough, I don't know if Tiger does this on purpose or if he's just trying to, like be relevant again but he always references like the young guys as like his buddies now Mm -hmm. and uh you never heard that before so i don't know if he's um if he's buddies with them just because they're or closer with them now just because they're winning and obviously the the captaincy with uh president's cup and all that stuff but i'm pumped for 2018 as everybody should be i am too that point about tiger i i feel I hope he doesn't become like, you know, when your dad comes and visits you at the dorm. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> we're going to hang out and I'm cool, guys. And he's going to just end up being the creepy guy in the corner. Like, I really I really hope that doesn't happen. But one of the things, that, you know, on that point, though, Evan, I mean, he is taking a lot of these guys under his wing for better or worse. I, I hope more so for the better. But he, that isn't something that we saw even when he was young. You know, we didn't see any of the older guys coming and saying, hey, all right, uh, we're, we're going to teach you, Tiger, maybe with the exception of Marco Mira and uh, and a couple others. But it's almost like everyone's really lovey-dovey now, and he does want to kind of educate these guys on how to become better. 
Yeah, and at the same time, he wants to kick their ass too. That's true. Which is awesome. Yes, absolutely. So we got a little way, a bit away from the award show, the trainee awards. What are some of the categories? Just give our listeners a taste at some of the uh, the things and the awards that you gave out. All right. So some of the categories were you're testing my memory here, uh, Mister Extracurriculars. <laughs> Which you can make that as as you may. Now, do you want me to list winners or just tease the categories? Just here? tease the categories. We're going to make okay. listeners go out and download this thing if they want to know who won. All right. I love it. We got Silent Killer. Mm. We've got Mr. Partrain, which you know, they, that guy just grinds. Absolutely. That, that guy's a grinder. Get up and down from anywhere. Uh, First Lady of Golf. Mm-hmm. That that answer was unanimous. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, I'll just give you the answer. That's Allison Stowe. I mean, <laughs> she's, just, she's the best. Uh, let's see. Golf coach of the year. Insta golfer of the year. Best moment. And, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. We kept it kept it short and sweet. You know, we had a lot of banter in between of who the choices were. And then, um, you know, that intro music, you might get you might get kicked off stage if you know, you talk for too long. So that's right. They'll just play you right off. Uh, now, yep. what, one of the guests that I really love listening to, and, and and you had mentioned that you wanted to get kind of get a little bit into pop culture, maybe even cross over into other sports, is Michael Fabiano from the NFL Network. And you know, I you had mentioned if I if I listened correctly or and caught this that you used to work with with uh, Michael Fabiano. Is that right? I did, yes. Awesome. And so that's obviously how you made the connection. And it was a great episode because he kind of got a little bit of insight from somebody who obviously gets paid uh, to cover another sport at a very high level in front of millions of people every week, but is still a golf fan and was able to talk extremely intelligently. I mean, no offense to Michael. I didn't think he wouldn't be able to, but it was a yeah. great conversation. And, and it just goes to show how much golf kind of spreads in, in, across different lines. For sure, and here was my here was my favorite debate um, with with Fabs is what we call him. Mm. So Spieth is equivalent to Tom Brady. Mm. McElroy is equivalent to Aaron Rodgers, and the question was who is Ricky Fowler from a quarterback standpoint? Oh, yeah, I, I uh, don't recall what was said, but now I'm trying to you're putting me on the spot to think about that. I, <laughs> oh, well, you got to think flashy. You got to think we're going to throw the orange thing out of it, but he's not necessarily the youngest guy out there anymore. I mean, is he Roethlisberger doesn't make any sense, but is he more like a Cam Newton? Ooh, actually, I think you might have just answered better than Fabiano. What did he say? I think Fabiano, if I can remember correctly, said Andrew Luck, and that Mm. was the Andrew Luck that was playing well. Andrew Luck is he has all the tools, doesn't really hasn't really made it. Um, succeeded as much as we thought, but I kind of like, I like Cam Newton because, you know, Ricky's been there in the majors. Mm-hmm. Cam's been there in the Super Bowl. Hasn't been able to finish it out. A little bit of flashiness, it out. but you know, I mean, obviously you're not going to pass up Cam Newton on your fantasy roster if he's sitting there in, you know, middle of the, of the draft. But, you know, Ricky has definitely gotten over the, the overrated moniker, right? I mean, we both agree on that. Yeah, I mean, I think Ricky had, I think I have this somewhere. Okay, get this. In 2017, Ricky Fowler had the second best scoring average. JT wasn't even top two. Spieth was 68.8, Fowler was 69.08, and JT was 69.36. 
crazy. Just and I crazy. think John Rahm, just now that I thought of it, mm. John had the third most top tens on tour. So Spieth and JT had 12. I think John Rahm might have had uh, eight or 10. But yeah, I mean, all those guys had an incredible year and only guy that people really remember back of having a tremendous year was obviously JT. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'd actually love to hear your thoughts now that we talked about Ricky. I feel like something needs to happen where it's the classic you go low on Saturday or you go low on Friday mm-hmm. and it's just all you can feel on Sunday is him pressing, right? Like he can't go low on Sunday except for the hero, obviously, when he shot super low and won. Mm-hmm. But part of me thinks that that kind of low is like your putter is just so hot. You know, it's not like you are like a closer per se. So I'd actually love to hear your thoughts because I'm trying to decide if I want to spend – 4.25 million on on Ricky Fowler. Here's which a, is the top 6 most expensive player. Here's the thing about Ricky and I've always felt this about him and we don't talk too much about pro golf anymore on our site but obviously we could still do it. The man you you hit the nail on the head. He's not a closer. The the one time aside from the hero and even the hero is an exception and I'll explain why but the one time where he was actually able to close in my memory was at Sawgrass. And mm, even yep. then, it took him multiple playoff holes, multiple great shots for him to do it, which obviously, I mean, winning a PGA Tour event on that type of stage with those players in that field, you kind of have to do that. But that was the one time yep. I can remember him actually being in a position at the beginning of the day to win and holding off the field and actually doing it. Now, the hero is an exception in my mind because nobody was thinking about Ricky Fowler at that point. Right. You know, and he just goes, right. He wasn't in contention per se. Not at all. And then he just went and just caught fire and, you know, eight birdies out of nine holes is ridiculous as we all know. And he did what he did, but he's, he's the guy in my mind, aside from any other of these young talent that hasn't proven himself enough in that situation to where we can even include him in the conversation as the other guys. Now, I know that you just made a lot of good, really good points about his scoring average, you know, his year that he had. He's going to be there again next year in one way or another. But until he can actually do what we need him to do, he, and what I mean by that is what Spieth has done, what JT has done, what Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, all these guys who are even older than Ricky now have done, they're the guys that we need to pay closer attention to right now. And Ricky's going to be there. He's going to have those flashes, and that's why I, I, again, think of the Cam Newton comparison because he's always going to do what he's going to do. He just has to do it when it counts the most. And at this point, I think, uh, you know, I, I want to be proven wrong. I, I think he's one of the best uh, players of this younger generation that we have the privilege to see, and I just hope he doesn't turn into another Ian Poulter. Let's just put it that way. Oh, wow. Comparing Ricky to Poults. Woo! Flashy, oh. flashy. I'm going yeah, to get some some shit for that, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a strong comparison. Although I love your – that's a great point with the players because he was doing every shot, right? So that that is closing. That is a guy in the zone. He's hitting he's, – he's stuffing it on 17. He's hitting the fairways. He's doing all the shots. He's getting up and down versus the hero is just you're making putts from everywhere. Right. So, yeah, it'd be interesting, man. I, I mean – Right now, if if you're talking like picks for the year, John Rahm is worth the same as as Ricky, and that's I find myself 
wanting to pick Rom more than Fowler, considering the year he had in his first year. Like I could see him just being there and and winning, similar to like a DJ versus Ricky tends to get. Uh, I get scared about Ricky on Sunday. So yeah. Yeah. we'll see. A lot of people do, definitely. Folks, we were talking to Mr. Evan Singer from The Par Train, a new podcast that you can find on iTunes. And is it located anywhere else at this point, or is iTunes the best place to find you? It's on SoundCloud as well, but iTunes is is probably the best. Awesome. So look them up on iTunes and SoundCloud. Like I mentioned, they've got a lot of great episodes out there. They've got interviews. They've got some great banter back and forth. They're an extremely creative trio. Uh, that uh, definitely worth your time. And I know that, you know, Evan, one of the struggles that anyone who puts out a podcast has is competing with not only other people in the same genre, but also just the amount of time that you have available during the day to listen to a podcast. You had mentioned that you've got the hour commute uh, both ways uh, to listen. I listen in the car. I listen when I'm chopping my fingers off uh, making dinner. (laughs) But, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there, and we know, uh, Evan and I know, that you guys have a lot of different options to choose. But I definitely recommend downloading, listening to The Par Train. They're up-and-comers. They're, you're going to love it. Definitely uh, check them out. And, Evan, I really appreciate you coming on uh, this podcast to talk a little bit about what you guys do. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. This, this was fun. Thanks for having me on.